Blog Talk Radio.
yeah, I don't really have any experience personally. Um, but I was, one example is, you know, my siblings uh, married, you know, into families and have stepchildren. And, you know, when I think about it, I, I don't really, I can't recall a time where the step-parent or, you know, my sibling and step-parent or even my nieces and nephews uh, honoring, you know, the person that's not their biological mother or father in the same life that they would their biological parent. And like you said, I don't think it's any a personal vendetta or anything like that. I think it really is an oversight, but it's something that, should be handled better, I would say. And it probably depends on the relationship, too, like what kind of relationship you have built with with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they can never take a biological parent's place, but I think if you are closer, if you have a close relationship with them, of course you probably think about, you know, picking them up something or making sure that they feel special on those days. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. It does I think it does depend a lot on the relationship. I have a stepfather and a stepmom. Both of my biological parents remarried um young in my life. So um the, the dad that I know, my stepfather and I I personally don't like the step monitor but I believe that's mostly because of the relationships that I have with both step parents. Um, so I've always celebrated both of my fathers on Father's Day. My dad deserves all of the celebration. Um, when I say my, I mean my stepfather. He deserves all of the celebration that a biological father would receive as well. So you know they both get um, they both get their recognition on that day. I can say that I don't go through the uh, same that I go through. I don't do the same for my stepmother that I do for my same, for my mom, um, because we don't have that relationship. It's not a bad relationship. It's not a strained relationship or anything like that. It's just not a pick up the phone, hey, girl, how you doing type relationship where, um, you know, she gets respect and I call and, you know, I acknowledge her, but there's not a whole lot that goes into the celebration of her. Um, and I, I agree. I don't think it's personal. It's not, like I said, I don't have any any issue with her at all, actually. You know, she hasn't done anything to me, but there's not a, you know, it's just, it just kind of is what it is. I think, and it does depend on how involved the step-parent is in the life, in their lives, and how the family dynamic is set up for the reception of step-parents. If you're one of those, if you have a unit where the mom still has primary control over the discipline and, you know, those types of things in the relationship, I could see where the kids could be kind of conflicted because still a, a lot of the um, a lot of the leadership, so to speak, in their mind still hold, resides outside of the house or not with that parent. And I would think the same thing would happen mm-hmm. or flipped and be the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I I can say I think for me it was um it was I never wanted to when it comes to like when it comes to Eugenia and Winfrey Senior, 
I am and and Wendy, I try to be overly honorable or respectful of their position. And so I think for me it was just it wasn't so much that there was anything wrong with the relationship between my step parents, uh, me and my step parents, because I have again, I, uh, my step, my my dad and stepmother and Cheryl have been married for sixteen, seventeen years, and mm-hmm. I have no issues. Like I have no issues, any issues, excuse me, um, at all. And so, um, and then my mom is my mom and, and, and Patrick have been married for a year and a half now. No, again, no issues. I mean, the, the the man treats my mother wonderfully, and me and him are fine. So I mean, I have no issue with either of them. I think it's just for me, which is trying to find that balance of, you know, of this is my mom and you're my step parent, and so not wanting to make my parents feel dishonored. You know. Since you all do have, uh, you know, two different sets of parents, I'll just put it that way. Does your biological parents ever have to remind you to say something? Or do they, you know, have a standard or have a conversation about what you do or say on those days, you know, to their their spouses. Do you want to go first on I'm sorry, Kels. I was saying, repeat that for me, babe. Sorry. Yeah, I was asking if you, if your biological parents ever had to like remind you, or do they say, "Hey, you need to call," you know? No, or, I think when we were younger, I think when we were younger, maybe, um, you know, they had to initiate more of that, but. As we became teenagers and were definitely able, to, we knew what was going on. And you know, my parents are very vocal, both sides. You know, we didn't. There wasn't a whole lot that was kept at the kitty table for us. We were pretty aware of what was going on and why. So um, we didn't really have to be coped into that. Um, we wanted to do that. It was always, you know, my stepfather wasn't forced on us as a dad. You know, we were able to go into that naturally. So when we started to call him dad, that was something that we felt and wanted. So it was easy. And neither of our biological parents ever showed issue with it to us. Later on, I figured out, you know, that my father, my biological father, had the natural, you know, frustrations and ailment, you know, back and forth that a father would feel watching another man raise his family. But those were a lot of self-accountability things he had to take in, but they didn't put that, they never projected that onto my brother and I. I didn't feel that that was projected onto us. And we were always allowed to have the relationship that was the most comfortable for us. So it was a good, we were blessed in our in our whole situation. It, it was a blessing. It turned out all right. Yeah. And I think, I think my, so uh, we did, I did have an issue several years ago. I had an issue um, and the, um, I had my father said something to me several years. This is probably this may be ten years ago, maybe. He came and he came to me one day and asked me why didn't I buy my stepmother a um, Mother's Day gift to wish her Happy Mother's Day? And so I asked him, um, "Would you be okay? How would you feel if um, if I went and bought 
my stepfather, my father's day gift, and he was like, for what? He ain't your dad. He ain't this. this, this. Like, he went in this little and I said, I said exactly. I said so. Yeah, that's exactly my point. And he was, and after that, he said, I understand, and that we never had that discussion again. Never had that yeah. discussion again. And so, you know, and and again, I think what was interesting though is so I had the same conversation with my mother, and I told her I said, you know, hey, how would you feel? If um, if I bought Cheryl a Mother's Day present, and I said, and she said, and I said, you know, I've never done it because this is why. And my mother said to me, she said, listen, she said, let me be honest, what you mean, and I appreciate it, but I don't. If you were to buy her something, I would not feel bad. I would feel yes. fine because I know I am your mother, and she has been mm-hmm. really good to you. So. So I understand that there's a difference between your mother and your stepmother. I get that. And so I wouldn't have any problem. I wouldn't feel less dishonored or I wouldn't feel disrespected if you did that. Now, knowing knowing my mother, that's what I expected her to say. But to (laughs) me, it felt felt weird. I mean, it is my mom. She's me. So I'm her. So I expected her to give the quote-unquote right answer. But for me, it was I wanted to be honorable. And now, like I said, as of like last year, for the first time in my mind, I thought, I think it was because I realized that they've been married, my parents, my stepparents have been married, my dad and stepmother have been married for so long, that I hope she doesn't feel dishonored or that I don't love her or care about her or honor her in the position that she's in. And how do I figure out how to do this? And and that's why I brought up because this is you know I looked at some statistics that talked about you know the amount of African American children that are born into this scenario, and I'm sure I ain't thought you know that this is a, a, a probably something we all deal with. And so I think for me, it it just came to having to do everybody up getting myself to the place where I understood that it wasn't a difference in dishonor. But for them, to the place where they also knew that too. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I can, if I was in that position, I, I was just here thinking while you guys were talking that if I had to, uh, I don't know, muddle through or figure out what I want to do in those type of situations, I probably would have a like I have a friend. Um. Father's Day go-to gift that I give probably any kind of male friend or that's not family on Father's Day, and it's a it's usually like a do-it-yourself at home kind of crafty project that involves their favorite candy or something like that. Just something really simple, and so I probably would just go that route. I would have you know my biological parents. I'm gonna give them what. Either they've been hitting about or something I really, really, you know, see something that they want. But for, you know, the, you know, everybody else, I probably just stick to a standard. They're going to get a candy and a card on every holiday. And mm-hmm. what makes it special to them. I, I just think those kind of projects that are, that really speak to something that they that they like but that's not really just expensive or extravagant is, there's some good go-to presents that should make everybody happy. 
So mm-hmm. I just don't be like, hey, I love you in the place that you're in. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I remember you do it. Already, you know, just to, to have something standard to do here where you don't have to feel awkward, have like this awkward space. Uh, yeah. About it. Yeah. Orlando says that step folks are family in his family. Everyone is celebrated unless they ain't ish. He didn't say ish, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they want big happy family around there. Yeah. And that's cool. Like I said, I don't and I don't think it's like I said that it's not, it should be I, I agree. Everybody should be celebrated, but I, I think how do you like in my instance when he initially when that whole first encounter with my my dad happened like, that solved that, and it was fine. And like I said, my stepmother never said anything to me about mm-hmm. it. She's never, you know, she's never changed how she treated me. Stuff all the same thing. But I think, again, for me, it was, it's a thing where now where I realize that, like, 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 like uh, Orlando said, that there should be some celebration. There should be some honor. There should be something. And I've just got to figure out in my own family, just like I think other people should figure out in your own family, how do you honor, you know, what the contributions of the family, the way that they are to the family? Because my stepmother does a lot. My dad, you know, my stepmother does a lot for my dad. My stepmother has been, again, amazing. My stepfather has, like, I ain't seen my mama this happy in a minute. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, so to see them like this. Is you know, it, you know, they they've done their thing. They've done they've done their thing, and I'm not gonna disrespect them or dishonor them, you know. For you know, I'm not gonna dishonor. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. All right, that's my time. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up. This 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 segment was brought to you uh, by Global Drive Network. Listen, starting next week, uh, June 25th, we are having our um, uh, we are having our second annual um, refresh and reset, excuse me, reset and refresh series. It's a web series where you can, where we are going to give you the tools, the training, the tips that you need um, to refresh your community, reset your um, faith or your spirit. Excuse me to. Um, refresh your mind to reset your community. So it's going to be one hour every night from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock Central Standard Time on the Global Drive page. We're going to have an expert come and give you some training for one hour on those subjects. And it is free. All you have to do is click the link, click it on the Global Drive page, and register. It's free. It costs you absolutely nothing. Again, it's the Summer Reset and Refresh Series. We're going to teach you how to reset your community, how to refresh your spirit, how to refresh your mind, how to refresh your future, and how to reset your body. It's a free conference. All you got to do, again, is to click the link, um, and I'll put it on my page. We'll put it on our pages so you can um, sign up. And that's it. Uh, our first hey, call of fly. the evening. What you say? <laughs> I also put the link in the live, the MailChimp link in the live to register. The registration link is in the live. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, um, if you, uh, also, so our first song for the night is uh, Oldie But Goodie. Uh, this is Control Freak, which is 
um, by uh, Leah Joel. And after this song, we'll be back. Kels is going to give us, uh-oh, the hot topic. This is going to be a good one, so you want to tune in. And don't forget, if you ever have questions or comments, give us a call at 929-477-2304. All right, here we go. Control Freak by Leah Joel. <laughs> I'm 
of that song in a minute. Okay, from Miss Leah Joel, Control Freak. Um, now it is time for tonight's hot topic. The hot topic is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection. We are servicing women that want to show off their curves. And I want to remind you that all curves matter. I've been saying that all weekend. <laughs> I had a good discussion with some ladies about their curves. So, yes, any kind of curves can be flattered with curvy students. So, we had a very good post in our Scoop Nation group by our very own Q. And I posted a link for you live viewers. And um, this post, it has a guy that says, a, a boogie, well, we don't know them. Anyway, um, <laughs> it says, <laughs> I had a chick go behind my car and text her homegirl my plate number before she got in the car with me. Uh, then another person says, did you enjoy your date? And this guy says, I left her A there and went home, LOL. Not taking no woman nowhere that's doing all that. So the question is, was he wrong for not understanding she was just being careful? Was she wrong for treating him like she had bad intentions? So since <laughs> you posted it, I'm going to start with you. I got to, I think I got a few people talking about it on my live, but I'm going to start with you and your opinion on this. So, was he wrong? Uh, was he wrong? I, I, yes, I think he was wrong. I ain't going to yes. I think this was silly of him, and I think he potentially missed out on a really, really good date um, for just not having a conversation, further conversation with her. Um, in 2018, and I said this on the post, in 2018, it is not smart to not take proper precautions. All single people should have a person that they check in with and give whatever information that you know that could be identifiable to said person in the rare instance, you or the both of you don't make it back by said time. Um, If you've ever watched the CSI, a 10 o'clock news, an ID channel, any of the above, you know that there's real reason to be aware of your surroundings and who and where you're going. You know, like, it's just, it just is what it is. So I think that it was kind of whack of him. I think it was very whack of him for leaving her on the curb. Um, and I think that there should have been a little more understanding, a little more conversation had. But I think there was no loss to her for that. <laughs> I, I would raise my daughter the same. Me and my grown-ass homegirls do it right now. Like, it's just... I'm the I'm the designated person. I'm the mama of the crew. I know all the pertinence. Trust me, if you got my girls, we coming for you. Like it's not gonna be long. <laughs> I better enact that plan real quick, bro. Because <laughs> we're on the way. So, you know, and that's not changing, you know. We'd rather be single than missing. Sorry. <laughs> that's really how I feel about that. Okay, I got you. Uh Miss Tag on my live says, In this day and age you have to be careful. Uh, he's in his feelings because I'm giving Facebook info and names, letting you know where we going and what time. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm going to go over to the panda and see what, what's cracking over there. What what you think about her texting the license plate to her homie? So, 
first of all, I I have any issue. I have no issue with it at all. At all. I don't. I'm. I can. After going back and reading the comments, I can. I can see why a dude would feel like initially be like, you know, why would you need to do that to me? But mm-hmm. I think once you take a, once you take a step back and like, yeah, this is 2018, folks, crazy. Like, you know, okay, fine. You know, let go ahead and you know do what you got to do. Then I, I, I'm cool. I think he overreacted in his response. Like to leave her was was a bit much. I think if, if you know if you felt some kind of way, you should have said something like, hey, you know, what was that about? And you know. Said, said what you had to say and had it so that way she could at least say, look, I'm just trying to be safe or whatever. But I have no issue with it. I, I've actually, I had, I had the same thing, something similar happened to me very recently, and I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody came, I'm like, here, here's my, here's my address, here's my, you know, here's the information you need. I would want, I have a sister. And if yeah. it's my sister, I want to know where my sister's at, too. I want to make sure she's okay. Look, I have a grown, I have a grown, I got a whole grown mother, and where my mother going someplace? I want to know where my mother going. So thank you. Yeah. That's, it's just how it um, is. I mean, I want to make sure my people are okay. So I don't, you know. Again, I understand. I felt some kind of way initially when, when the person was like, "Hey, can you know? I'm giving you know, uh, uh, somebody your information." I was like, "Wait," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." Because again, it's 2018. Like you, you got you need to. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be covered. Yep. Folks come up yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. Every some day. of the some of the comments from the post was, were a little different though. Uh we have one person says <laughs> a guy says, I would have left her as well, sorry. Maybe left her with the Uber, that's insulting. So he took it as an insult uh, for having somebody report your tag. Um, I basically not being funny, not and not being funny. I would say whoever said that needs to get over themselves, like for a moment. This is get over yourself enough to sit back and say, this is another grown woman who, in most instances, much smaller and not as strong as a dude. So she has to put herself in position to be able to care to cover herself because, in most instances, physically she can't protect herself if something goes wrong. So just chill. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, uh, we also had another member says the fact that he left her means her instincts were right on some level. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the part that's shocking for him to have left her, like you're that offended to where you left somebody. <laughs> You left all parts and they're supposed to be riding with you. Um, I did share that I had an incident not too long ago where I was going over to um, a friend's house for the first time, and I was trying to let, you know, my homegirl know, hey, this is where you stay, this is, you know, I'm here now, I made it, blah, 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 and I took the text to him. And And I didn't feel, I mean, I felt nervous and apprehensive because I was like, well, dang. Because, I mean, it was really detailed, y'all. It wasn't like, I mean, what I just said was very, was paraphrased. Like, I was like, this is uh, the address, this is the apartment number. His car is parked in this parking space. My car is parked over here. 
this is, you know, I see, I see this building across the street. That's the landmark. Like, it was very, and I just felt kind of weird that it went to him. I was so, oh, my God, I was shamed. Like, I was shamed. <laughs> so, there's a, I can see um, an initial shock or kind of like, dang, you think I'm going to do something to you? You know, I can see that happening. Because right. I, like I said, I felt kind of weird that I sent it to him by accident. But he was just like, oh, he was like, oh, I just see that you, you know, because you're, your homegirl know where you, you know where you are. Your homegirls know where you are and stuff like that. So he was cool with it, but I could see how that would be kind of like a whoa. I mean, you know me. Why well, would you come over here if you think I'm gonna do something? So I can see both sides. But leaving, oh yeah, you leave me. Oh, oh, I would hate to have been that person to get left. <laughs> right. I, I would have hated for help. <laughs> I asked James about this this evening when um, I got home from work, and he he agreed with Win. He didn't find much issue with it. He says he says that there could have been something about him during their conversations that made her feel the need to send that to her friend. Like you don't you can't really determine why she did that. It could be random, or it could be something about their previous conversations that made her feel the need to do that. Um, he says that it's aside from that, I said even I asked, I said, Okay, so even outside of that, would you have had an issue with that if he was just a regular guy? Like if it was you and he was like, No, I'm not trying to do anything. So no, you know, that's it's it's not a it's not a big deal to me. If anything I'm thinking she's safe, protecting herself. Yeah. And I was you know, honestly he usually got jokes. I found that really I was I was proud of his response to that because he usually has I'm worried about making look, I'm worried about I'm like, listen, hey, if, if some if some warrants come up, it wasn't me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm worried about it. What you say? Like, I don't want okay. you. I don't, like, don't be pulling my credit report now. Hold on, I got. I'm working on that. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's right. the kind of stuff. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, even if you y'all talking. 
even if you are, even if you are meeting them, you still might have to send a snapshot of the person. Shoot, like this because you well, you drove your car, he can't do nothing to you because you drove his car. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. But that's, uh, that's when you you know when you do your Facebook your Facebook uh, stuff, you know. I'm going to read a comment from the post. Uh, this is from <laughs> Kelly. She says, I've done the same thing before and I will do it again. Carrie, who's her sister, probably still has a random driver's license photo somewhere in her in her picture <laughs> bow. <laughs> now you, you know, I got to give a shout out to her. I'm going to see if she's on my live tonight. Is Shayla out here? My one of my friends, uh, Shayla. Shayla will that she will definitely text you her location. Does Shayla <laughs> like to travel? And Shayla will have. I'll be waking up like, who is this? In my, what? I'll be having oh, to see what's well. going on. Shayla will see it every she day. Do, she Whatever she, she can find. She do it from my iPhone uh-huh. to share your location. See, I've never, I haven't used that, but I've used that Waze before. Um, I don't know what that is. Where you, you know, you can kind of follow where it's an app that, well, it's, it helps you. It pinpoints like um, speed traps and police and stuff like that, and it's an app by the people um, instead of like being controlled by someone else. It's every just the people who have the app control the app, and it just lets mm-hmm. you know if different things are going on. But you can actually like track your person's whereabouts. Like it'll it'll ping them just like. You know any kind of tracking device. So it's basically a tracking device on your phone, and you can share it with share the app with your friends, and then they can watch you traveling. So um, I know yep. people have stories about being stranded, or you know they noticed they was going the wrong way and lost, and because their little icon was you know in distress on the app. So yeah, yep. I've done. I've done it with my girls too, Kel. We've done it where you can like literally watch the car on the little street and see where it stops, when it's going, when it's turning. You are literally watching the car. I've, I've, yeah. I've also received pictures. Friends are crossing state lines of the state lines. I'm here. I've received pictures of outside of doors <laughs> saying this is what it looks like. This is where I'm at. Like it's it's real out here. You you definitely have to. You just have to cover yourself. It's not anything personal, but safety is personal. You know what I mean? Like, you really can't worry about hurting feelings for folks who question you taking care of you. Once you've proven yourself, once there's a trust built, once I know you, then sure, walls should come down. If six months in, you're still taking tag numbers and sending documents to your girls, we got another question. But, you know, if I know you six days and... Even, I don't think it's kind of 
you know, a, a, a kidnapper or something like that because you're taking a picture of the tag. What's yeah, I think what's it's the I think it's, it's 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 the insinuation that you're you're wrong, like you're gonna do something. It's you know what I mean. It's like the presumption, like you're already assuming that I'm gonna do something wrong or I'm gonna hurt you. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Okay. I think that you have that good follow up combo, like Joseph said in the in the comments. You might it might be you might have seen it, Kels, where he says, "Well, that's when I would have made a joke about it. Like we would have laughed about it and like, oh, okay." <laughs> But we still would have went on the date. I'm like, that would have been a cool icebreaker. She get back in the car and like, damn, you think I'm a kid? Yeah, I'm a kid. That'd be odd. No, just, you know, and you move on. It's yeah. how you approach it. Yeah. Don't be, like, awkward, quiet when you get back in the car. Like, oh, this is what we're doing? Like, ask the question. Yeah. Why did you tag? Like, why did you take a picture of that? <laughs> you all just shaking in the corner. Yeah, that's going to make her awkward. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> you just skirted off on her. You didn't even give her the chance to slide in and explain it. You just, you just got off like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? I guess then um, Halima's response on my live, she says that men, um, well, she says they just want you to tell your friends without their knowledge. So I guess to be more discreet about it. You could just go ahead and text your friends, you know, where you are, what's going on. And um, they don't even have to know that you're, that you're doing that. But I'm like, men, y'all don't, I mean, I know it's a different time and situation. It's just, you know, when it comes to men and women, but men, y'all don't just let y'all boys know like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going out. I mean, cause women can set you up. You know, in this day and age, um, you know, online dates, we got online dates. So really, men need to be doing it too. You mess around and walk. So we, we do, we do tell like we might tell our guy, "Hey, um, what you about to do?" Yeah, but mm-hmm. usually it's not for the sake of making sure we're protected. You know, in the case of something like it's usually more so in the case of, you know, you just like hide and go. You want. Know, you know, you want to yeah. tell your boy how it went to going out, you, you know, stuff like that. But it's not usually like, hey, if I'm not back by six, call the police. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it might be like, you know, or it might be like, hey, if I text you, whatever it is, call me and say I got it's an emergency and I got to leave. You know, we might do that. I, I've done that before. You did the old bait, the old bait switch thing where you, if it was a blind date, you weren't going to get you out of it. What you talking right. about? Yep, I've done it. Like, hey, if I text you, if I text you six one one, call me, tell me I got to go. <laughs> yeah, that sound like the bait That's the page days. If I text, right. if I page you, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> if I text you five three oh four, we good. William Trotter says, "Would it be good manners to tell that person um, that this is what you do beforehand?" And I said, "Yes, I can definitely see that being a benefit to the the guy to know that that's kind of like what she does." Um, <clears throat> William says, "The way at least." Well, my response to that was yes. I do think that um, 
she could have probably said something beforehand, you know, let him know that that was her thing. I personally don't think it would have made a big difference with this guy, especially how quickly he responded to this. Um, And then, and I told him that, and then William says, but at least he would have known the way she did it was trash. So uh, I honestly disagree with the whole how she did it thing. I I don't know how else someone can do that that would make a man feel more comfortable. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, how do you sneak and get a tag number? But, you know, it is what it is. You just kind of have to be honest about it. I got the tag number because I'm sending it to my girl to make sure I get home safe, you know? Don't be a racist and we're straight. No, like, don't say that. But, like, that's kind of what it boils down yeah. to me it, it, in the gut of me. Like, if you're – if you just go with it. It's not an attack on you personally. She doesn't know you all that personally to be assumptive of who you are as a man. That's what she's there for. But in the meantime, she's got to protect herself. So, yeah, that is like, if you, if taking a picture of your tag is not like we telling you at Conglell, hold this, hold this piece of paper up with the date on it, like we tell, telling you to take a mug right. shot. We just... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it should be. I, I don't think it should be offended because if a guy, if a guy did me like that, even if a, a person was to do a a full on background check, you know, tell you to me, I think you would have that initial shock. I understand initial shock, but yeah, just talk about it. Like, hey, yep. that's well, I never had that happen before. Like, you know, go ahead and talk about it and joke it off or. If it does bother you, put it out there on the table and, and, and go from there. But, yeah, he was all kind of foul to be leaving somebody. <laughs> she all cute yeah. on the corner and at the house. Poor baby. Poor Tink Tink. Yeah, we have I, – I, like I I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked, though. I'm not, like You're I said, I, shocked, just, I just find it different. I'm not sure. I just find it difficult to understand why, as a, again, and maybe it's because I have a child now or I have a sister, I don't know, but why, if you have, if you're surrounded by any type of woman, would you not be like, okay, I get it, she's trying to just be safe? Yeah, like, why Why would some people be that offended to where they'd be upset, even as men? Yeah, especially men who have daughters, you think you want that. But I, I have oh, that, I, I have that family deal. So my friends and family, can't nobody. If somebody do kidnap me, it will. They're not gonna get very far. Cause the first phone call I miss, if it's not one of my sisters calling each other, and the last number they know that wasn't my mm-hmm. number that's in their phone that on the call ID somewhere, it's, <laughs> they gonna find me. Mm -hmm. I say you better get that plan out quick You better enact it quick (laughs) There was a time that Kel Just real quick because I know we got to finish this But just to let you know This wasn't even related to like a man situation There was a time that (laughs) Kelly um, Had deactivated her page for a while She just decided she wanted to go off the grid And didn't tell anybody Well it took (laughs) all Three missed inbox messages in our chat Before Michelle and I Went to backtracking the last known text message. The last person to talk to her, we inboxed 
You can get your Kirby Kitten items at www.kirbykittenplural.com, and you can use the code KK, letter K, letter K, new, new, N-E-W, N-E-W, to get you a 10% discount. And it's time for some more music. Uh, let's see who had next. This is called White uh, by Lifestyle. Huh? Oh my God, that is so The 
homie shot a step cause he was charter living DHS took his kids and put up my linen system They mama miss him, I'm knowing she wishes she can kiss him Police tripping, they trying to lock me like a transmission I'm on a mission, I'm trying to catch me another victim My bitch just set your bitch up if I tell her to sick him Karma get you better be harder than tissue Not in an army, but I play with military issues Bullets teach you, God ain't with you, then families gon' miss you Close casket official, from the work of the pistol You just work with the people, we call you Stuart Little You just a middle man runner, that's why your money little The only time that you active is when you on a sizzle You ain't spend no time with any selling, not to spizzle Selling crack like Skittles, baggies all over the flizzle Only chef you ever been around with top All right, all right. <clears throat> that was, I believe that was, yeah, that was Swipe by Lifestyle. That was, uh, I think that was new music, but I could be mistaken. I don't recall that one. I kind of, it's it'll grow on me. I want to hear that one again. <laughs> um, all right, so before we go ahead and get into this topic, I want to stop yapping and tell you where the segment is coming from. It is brought to you straight from Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. Website is Elegance by Design, which is Z.com, and you can use code THANKYOUSUGAR, that's T-Y-S-U-G-A, to save 15% off of your order. All right, so tonight we are talking about sex and expectations within your relationship. Um, <clears throat> this one is going to be interesting because we have <laughs> we have discussed this in uh, all kinds of different ways, but I think Wynn kind of buttoned it up really nicely with our follow-ups to this. So <clears throat> we want to know, ladies, why do men expect sex whenever they want do we feel forced to give it up whenever he wants it? And how has this affected your relationship? Men, is this a reasonable expectation? And how have ladies responded when they don't want sex but you do? So I think you did good by covering, you know, both potentially covering both sides. We always get to all the sides, up, down, all around of a situation like this. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to uh, give my cliff notes on this one real quick. Um, if, from my forever married standpoint, um, you, guys, you guys know that I have made it no secret that uh, the whole, well, I was a virgin when I met my husband. He was my first. And my whole idea about sex was not, I was not shy of sex. I just was not an overly sexual person. So um, I, I had to grow into my understanding of the necessity of a super awesome sex life. Now, as a grown-ass woman, because that's, and I mean mentally, um, I can now get rid of some of the barriers and blockages I had, and sex is not that big a deal. Now, however, not that big a deal meaning that y'all know what I mean. I'm not even going down that rabbit hole. So what I'm trying to say is, um, even with that being said, Yes, I do feel that there is an expectation that when your husband um, wants sex, you are to give him sex. And that is so that you keep him happy. He does not go find sex other other places. Um, he maintains his happy husband levels. And, you know, life can go on. That is your duty. 
Mm-hmm. I say it that way because that's what we've been taught as young women growing up in a lot of ways. And if you're in the 30s, 40s and up, that's what you've been taught. The younger generation, I believe, is being taught something different. It's more of a what you feel, what you're empowered. You've got to be on the same page as him. It's your body, your right. You know, that's what we have began teaching our children. Um, and I don't have, I really don't have a problem with that. Um, do I feel forced to give it up? No, I don't feel forced to give it up. Um, how has it affected my relationship as I've gotten older? I am now more vocal about when I want to, when I don't want to, and sometimes I feel he'll be okay. A little mad ain't never hurt nobody. A little frustrated can't hurt nobody sometimes, you know. I'm, I'm not a <laughs> I, I know that I have a healthy, we have a healthy sex life, and sometimes if I'm tired and I don't want to right now, you can wait until I want to. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel you want a willing partner, and that should be mutual. You should love me enough to want me to want this like you want this. So <clears throat> that's how. Those are my overall thoughts on that, and I can't answer for the news, so I'm going to shut up. Kels, what do you say? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am a, a virgin, so I don't know. Oh, no, we're not going to get judged. <laughs> I'm not My first reaction, our first thought is that, yes, that's kind of something that's in the back of our mind. I don't ever remember, well, I do remember hearing some stuff from, like, my sisters and my mom about, you know, you keep them fed. Uh, and six, you know, you keep them full in both ways. So that, to me, those kind of things will make you think that, yeah, you anytime they want it, you gonna give it to them because you want them. To, you want to make sure that they're full in both ways and always. And all their wants, you want to make sure you're fulfilling their wants and needs. Um, but I did want to mention had a, a comment on the live. Let's see. Uh, oh, that's. Halima says that, and she's been honest, this has never been an issue in any of her relationships. And I, I also think with the, even when our, with our age, too, even with us in the back of our mind, knowing that, or hearing that we, we need to make sure that we oblige and our men want it, I think we are more open sexually as a whole that, you know, it wasn't a lot of, uh, he got on top of me and did his business. You know, we don't let that, Oh, yeah, no. That, 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 mm, that ain't the no. So I think yeah. that Which we're, why we're open. Say, yeah, because we realize that there's enjoyment to be had. So, damn it, you're not going to be the only one getting that. We're going to both be happy. Right. <laughs> right. Because we like, do I have that in private. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be, gonna be on, on both, you know, both ends. Both of you going to be having some requests going on, like, Hey, yeah. you give it a, is he dropping the draws when you want them too? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think, yes. I For me, lean towards yes. But I do think it is a choice. But I just I just think if if, it's, if a request is on the table, then you should fulfill it. That's my, that's my table. All right. Yeah, well, I think I was, that was my initial, my initial thing was I wonder – you know, I understand that there are moments when people are tired, uh, but having been married, let me just be honest, having been married, I think that there is, um, that there is just as many times as 
you're as first of all, I wonder why is it that seems like the sheep that this seems like women don't get in pleasure or enjoyment out of sex. But mm-hmm. you know, having been married, you also understand that there are just as many times that she wanted and you don't that there are that you wanted and she don't. But I think where this comes from is is that there have been situations in many relationships where it's used as a weapon or used as a manipulation tool because you mad or you you know so you want to withhold mm. that. I think that's where this comes in more than anything else, and that's when it, that's wrong. Yeah, that's the plot thickens at that point. Then if you're using it, if you're using sex in, to manipulate, yeah, that to me that's another part of the story. But at that point, it's not even about what you want. Well, it is if you're the one manipulating, it is about what you want. But I mean, it's not really about the act of sex at that point. It's just about the the need to be involved. At what point or what length of time do you consider it a manipulation? Under what circumstances does withholding sexual pleasure because you are not happy with the person you're supposed to be sexual with become manipulation? Mm. I I would say it becomes manipulation the moment when the reason you're not doing it is because you know the other person wants it or because the other person is not giving you the response that you want. It's one. Th- I think it's one thing is like I'm not in the mood, but it's another thing to be like, you know what? Because he won't do what I want, this is what I'm going to do. Or because Can you because you're mad, or is that a is that a spinoff of the other? What said? What was it? What you say? So can you not be in the mood because you're mad because of? I just I, I've always wondered this, and I think that you and I can you know the three of us could have a dialogue that would break that down in a way to help me understand it. Like, yeah. at what point does, if, if, a, if a situation occurs and a man and a woman have an argument and she, she for whatever reason, does not like the end of that particular argument, and this happens during the day, and now it here, here it is at night and it's still unresolved, she's still upset, you know, but he's like, get over it, I'm horny, let's do this thing. Is this now a manipulation because she knows he wants it, but she's still upset about the said thing? Do they? Do, does she do it anyway, although she's upset and still feels that there's something unresolved there, or is she still supposed to say, "All right, whatever," you know, "Here it is." I think you good. Pull cool and roll back over. Yeah. Like, when does no, that I think, become I think it becomes. I think the. I think it becomes manipulation when in using your scenario. I don't mm-hmm. think that her being upset and, and in her mind it's not being been resolved makes it manipulation. I think what makes it manipulation is if she chooses not to resolve it because she doesn't want to have sex or if she does the resolution of it isn't what she wants, so she says because this wasn't the resolution I wanted, I'm not going to give him any until he decides he's going to do it my way. Mm. I think that's the difference It's not so much to say that you can't feel bad And not want to do it Or you can't have an argument Or It's not that It's to say that you've chosen To use this as a weapon To get what you want To gain control Of Your marriage, your relationship Of your partner Okay I can understand that 
I understand that better. <clears throat> and the past mm-hmm. has made it, it. It's been It's been presented as though because you're mad, and you know, just because you're mad, you don't get to. You're supposed to still do said thing. If if we can, I can be mad tonight and not want to give you any tonight, and then you still not change your mind, and I'll be okay tomorrow. But tonight. I don't feel like it because I'm still upset about this thing and I need a minute. So tomorrow we can holler about it and we can move on. You don't have to change your stance on it, but tonight <laughs> you might have to yeah. be a little mad. Like I think, I think that I think that should be okay. And I think it's, it's, it's the same thing would happen in reverse because it is not the, the end of the world, but it, it it is a stressor. So I think you should be willing to discuss it and resolve it first. But if that is not something that's possible. I do agree. You should be able to still find a point to move on and, and get there. Okay. Thank you for that. Because I've wondered that whole manipulation, sex is a weapon thing. Every time this comes up, I have to, I wonder that question a little further. So now I think I have a better and understanding. I, and I and for me, just to be, um, to me, if most people, if they're being really transparent, there's been times that you probably have been upset, but you're still horny. So just to be really mm-hmm. real. You could be mad yeah. and angry and all that and still be horny and still get it in and still not have your issues. I mean, yeah. people do that yeah. every day. It's just the thing. Yeah. I think when, when you start, especially if it if it becomes where you're voicing, you know, the the said act like, oh, yeah, you're not getting none until such and such. Correct. Like, yeah. That, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, if you just yeah. kind of fall into a rut, and it, and it if you fall into a rut, awesome. I necessarily think that's manipulation. I think, you know, you just have to be really transparent with your partner to determine what's really going on. Like, you, at that point, you should know each other enough to know, okay, she's holding out because she's mad or, you know, she's just feeling, she's uncomfortable right now because she, she's really hurt. So she's not feeling yeah. sick or something is blocking our uh, connection. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. I have some live comments. Okay. Let's see. I have a long. When y'all get, I have a long response to this that I got okay. inboxed me. So it's ready to <laughs> okay. Oh, I just had. Well, it just said one. It, it's really short. It just says, um, "Yeah, I got an argument. Is going to stop me from wanting sex." Um, let's see. That has never been an issue when I was married or in any other relationship. We always had an agreement to not play games. So basically, don't play games with the sex. Um, all of them, let's see, earlier one person said, uh, yes, the manipulation is a, is a completely different topic. To me, manipulation is when you are withholding out of spite for something or the gain of something. So I just wanted to make sure we got those in, but go ahead, when <laughs> you got your long response. <laughs> all right, here we go. As a man, it is reasonable and actually on the at least end of reasonable. Wanting sex from uh, from his wife, from his woman wife, et cetera, is a huge compliment, and I can give multiple reasons for wanting sex. Ladies respond with a no, and that literally turns certain men off and away. When a man wants you, he has his reasons. Why wouldn't you give it to him? I mean, the majority of the time, he is the one putting in the work anyway, while the woman takes insertion. Then women get upset when others are literally throwing it at him, wanting to give it to him, but he rejects them and wants his woman. 
And no, this doesn't mean the man is in, a, is in any constant communication with anyone on the other side. Believe it or not, some females drop random messages out of the blue. When she says no, do they even realize how that makes him feel? If he desired any more by her, maybe she has someone she does want to have sex with that's not him. No man wants to tell his woman he is getting the booty thrown at him and offered on a royal plate. When this happens, his rejection is to emphatically prove your case over the others. When he does, that desire says, I want my lady now. And after all of the resistance and making of your case as the reason not to take the other offers, you turn him away and say no. It feels like a complete shutdown moment. Why is it so hard to say yes when he, when he does want sex from you? He wants it from you. Get that in your brain receiver. I don't get where it comes where where it becomes a chore. A man wants to feel wanted just like the women do. A man wants to feel desired just like they do. They want to. But I can guarantee he is not asking for candles, flowers, candy, etc. Just give him the booty. And on that note, the doors of the church are now open. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag just give him the booty. That's the new hashtag. I'll be over there. Yeah. <laughs> no complaints here. <laughs> and I think you know what? I, I said this before. I'll, I'll say it again. I think part of the part of the the problem is as a man, me included, when you when when you get married, you go into it not thinking that not having sex is a possibility. Like, you think, you know, you have entered a place where you're going to get it whenever you want it. And when you realize that, no, she's not always, like, and and truthfully, ladies, it's different when you're dating than when you're single. Because when you're single, you don't have to deal with all that other you know, all the daily stuff. So you your mood might be okay a little more frequently. But when you're married and you got to deal with bills not being paid and your time from work and come home and clean up the house, you know, then, <laughs> then you ain't going to, you don't want to, we're confused. Like, wait a minute, when we, especially if you were having sex before marriage, like, wait a minute. So before we weren't married, we were getting it in four days a week. And now we married and I can barely get it four times a month. So that can one of those that I have to put. I have to be quiet. Off. I'm gonna just let that roll. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. I personally get, uh, although I know that it's real. I still come from. I, I often wonder, and I, I I look at my relationship, and I we don't go weeks and whatnot without having sex. Like it's. Maybe every okay. Like there, there's no droughts in the Willis household, so I have to take into account that <laughs> there are some couples who go weeks and days, you know, weeks and stuff at a time without months, having support. Months, months, so months, I can, I can understand. Yeah, which I think is kind of crazy. That's, I think that's crazy, and I can understand why a man would pose the 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 so eloquently sent message that he sent to you as far as the opportunities being thrown at him. On a regular basis, I'm just going to say that although it may be 
a reality, telling your woman that you have chosen to do life with, that you've got X amount of women constantly throwing themselves at you, mm-hmm. and you are so kind to discourage, you know, to, to dismay them, does not, so, like, that's what you said you do forever. Like, so that does not do a whole lot for you. It may be because we get, do you know how many advances we get that we turn down? Like, with more uh, money, that's better, better ask. Like, it happens both ways. So the whole I chose you to want to get naked with all the time, regardless if you want to or not, does not always ring the same bells that you think it does. Um and that doesn't mean she doesn't love you or she's not attracted to you or does not want to have sex with you. But it's not always all about you choosing her. It's, it's just not. It's about it's, it's, women are wired more than that. There are more wires connecting us to make us go than just you chose me, so get naked. But wait. That's just how I feel about that. Yeah, but I have a question that's, for the, that's for the man folks. For the men folk out there, are men? Are men really? Do men hold hold sex? Are you guys? Do you guys use sex as manipulation and hold it? When you don't get what you want. Nope. <laughs> Look, I'm answering for you. I've never. I've never. I've never, I've never heard of. I'm, never, I'm sure it happens, but I, I've, I've never heard that before. They withhold affection, communication. They withhold yep. the things that we respond to. So that's, that's mm-hmm. I think, you know, that we don't, women don't crave. There are some women, I'm not going to generalize all women, but what we crave, the things that make us all hot and bothered and want to be intimate are not. That's what we don't do. And men, when they don't get sex, they stop talking. They stop hugging, kissing. Yep. Your I miss your sex, go away. They feel a total disconnect and you get none of that. That's what happens when men don't get what they want. So if that's what women need, yes, that's also where that obligation comes back around. That's Mm -hmm. if I want my hugs and kisses and my day to day love, I know I best to give it up tonight, or else he ain't gonna talk to me until it's nighttime again. Let me let me let me cut it there. Let me let me change one thing. It's not (laughs) what you gotta for us for most of us. You said when we don't get what we want, that that's what we do. I think the issue is, is. that just like it's a need for us. So so the same way we need the affection is the same way we need. That's that's for most of us. That is our connection and our affection. So I agree. I do agree with you that we will shut that down if if we're not getting sex because just like the person who wrote, a lot of times when we don't get, when we're not getting sex, it's, our, our, and we unplug and our disconnection goes, then yeah, then the other stuff that we know is not primary to us, it's like we don't feel it. And, and sometimes it ain't even that you don't want it, yeah. it's just you just don't feel it. Because right, you're, the connection, your connection you're frustrated. Is uh-huh. Your connection is gone. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. So, but I agree. We should, and I think, I think to me, not to be over spiritualized, but I think that's one of the weird things that, that that I think the way that God created us is that He, again, He created you, female, with what I need as a man, and created me as a man with what you need as a female. You need my affection, and in one way, 
and I need your affection in another way, and we can only get that from one another, which is kind of weird, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I ain't going to go there. We ain't got no time to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, well, we do a lot of, we do a lot of talking about, you know, our connections and our, you know, how we fit as men and women, but we have a, I mean, we have a lot of same sex and ambiguous sexual uh, relationships that mm-hmm. it muddles that whole idea of the connection because it's not always just a man and a woman anymore. Because mm-hmm. uh, I yeah, it's that's a whole other conversation. But I was just I just wanted to make yeah, because I could, I have to I I I know where you're going with that, but yeah, I can we can yeah, that's another topic. <laughs> because I don't think I don't because I now my short answer to that, Kel, I don't think I think that even in those they're both getting but the uh, what they want, so it's not you know it's still the same thing. It's just that maybe what if it's two women, what the other woman wants in terms of the way the other woman connects to her, they're still getting the same thing. Okay. That'd be my story. Now. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Don't try to trap me on that one, y'all. No, I just with. With, um, I'm just more open to those type of uh, relationships are more politically correct, for lack of better, a better term right now, because I don't, you know, do, go through great lengths to be politically correct. But I had, you know, a very close family member that I treated like my child that is of that community. So I always try to include that in my thinking, and it's a second nature now. Like, yeah, we, we talk about these connections, we talk about these things, but I think about him and his connection and w- with, you know, his significant other. So, interesting to say the least, but yeah, that's a whole other topic. We, but I think we, uh, and I know we've touched on it before, we've had some conversations with the um, LGBTQIA, did I get into something? Uh, <laughs> with, with that um, whole um array of, you know, differences. And I think it, it's probably about that time to to bring uh, that conversation back just to be, for us to be well-rounded. Yep. I think I think when it comes down, when what you said the, the last time we conversed about this was right, that um, it is a need. Sex is a need. And that is something that um, I think, those who don't identify sex as a must or a high need on their scale, they don't always connect to. Um, But it is how we're wired. Regardless of what other wires connect us that make us go, we all are wired as sexual beings, so it matters. Um, And I I think that that is, we, we do have to take that into account, whether we are male or female and how we relate to one another. But even in same-sex relationships or multiple-sex relationships, you know, all of the acronyms um, that that apply to that, 
all of those people are still humans and still feel how they feel. Because you love someone of the same sex does not necessarily mean the dynamic um, as far as needs needs assessment goes. Um, I I think it. And, you know, and, again, that is a totally different lifestyle, but I think at the core of it, we are still all humans, and they don't really love all that different than the rest of us do. Um, yeah. and, 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 and with that, we just have to be respectful of the needs of the people that we love. And uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that would get – this whole conversation, I think, would change if we were all more open to that. I think, I think, I think. I think that was a good segment to y'all. What y'all think? <laughs> I think we did well fast. Very good. I think we did very well. We kept it. We kept it clean. We kept it G. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> good. We did good. We kept it PG. Kudos to us. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and again. This segment was brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. That's Elegance by Design with a Z dot com, and the code is Thank You Sugar T Y Sugar S U G A uh, to save fifteen percent off. So our what's our final song? Yes, our final song of the night is uh, When I'm Away by Macaulay, I believe Macaulay.
Now, Q, just to let you know, listen, 
I don't have nothing to touch, okay, upon y'all fiery <laughs> topics tonight. <laughs> I think that, you know, I wasn't there for the party, but I'm certain you cracked it wide open. Once Wynn told me what I was going to be talking about, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to let that be what it is. But I think I can add a little bit to the pot, hopefully, that can kind of relate. Right. But this is still going to be a good one for y'all, okay? Don't be caught lacking, all right? Don't be caught lacking. Y'all. It's a creative time now. We know in the hood, right, we understand what lacking means, right, <laughs> and how to be called lacking. But this lacking we're referring to, we're going to deal tonight about lack mentality, okay? We're going to be talking about dealing with your lack mentalities. How about it? Get your pens and your PayPal. It's, it's you know, the school is in session, y'all, okay? We're going to learn some things tonight. Many of us, particularly people of color, might I say, who have been raised in impoverished environments, um, like myself, may have also been the recipients of the conditioning of lack mentality just by default, okay, of being raised in poverty or being closely associated to poverty um, in an upbringing. So it might have been due to sayings, rituals, and traditions that have taught us how to preserve and live safe other than to give and to live free, okay? Let me say that again. Growing up in impoverished settings, okay, in impoverished environments, um, through rituals, sayings, and traditions, may have taught us to preserve and live safe other than to give and to live free. Now, these mm. teachings of the past have also influenced the way we handle our money. It also has influenced how we govern our relationships that we have with people, places, things, and ideas. Such of these life mentality statements um, sound like this, because I know my mama said it. You know money don't grow on trees, right? Now, hmm. if you think about it, that's kind of ludicrous, okay? Because we all know money's made from paper. We know paper comes from wood. And we know wood is derived from trees. Is it not? Okay. But we never question it. (laughs) Okay. So, in essence, money, by default, ultimately is going to be coming from a tree. Another one might be, say, you you go ahead and find which lane, you know what I'm saying, your your childhood, you can drive down. Another one might have been, you know we're broke or we can't afford that. And, unfortunately, some of us may have been guilty right, of these lack mentality statements, but we're getting free today. You know we're broke or we can't afford that as opposed to saying we're not budgeted for that. You see the difference? Uh-huh. Okay. More might go on to say, hey, I got to get mine, you got to get yours. I got to get mad, you know, you got to get yours. Do we have to our protection uh, because we didn't know any better. 
I need you to know that they also provide a very limiting experience in your life. So today we need to get free and we need to introduce ourselves to some traits of the lack mentality so that you will not be left in the dark about it, right? I'm the queen of awareness so we can become more aware about what we may might have been guilty of being trained and conditioned by that could be very much limiting your life, right? So I'm going to share these with you and then share how to break the cycle in order to live a life filled with abundance. Now, do understand that all of us are guilty of lack to some degree, okay? We just are because humans are limited beings. We just are. We're limited, right? But we can stand, I believe, with the awareness to enlarge our capacity for greater levels of abundance and limitless living, all right? So let's go for it. Traits of lack mentality. Lack, first and foremost, you know, we've got to get our synonyms out there so we can clearly understand this booga wooga for what it is, all right? Lack means inadequacy, inferiority, insufficiency, loss, meagerness, necessity, poverty, privation, reduction, just to name a few. Don't that just make you feel naked? Mm. <laughs> Don't that just make you feel all you're deprived and dilapidated? Okay, everything that's down, all right, everything, okay? Nothing about that speaks abundance. But let me tell you what these traits look like. All right, number one, you only do just enough or you don't initiate. This is what lack mentality looks like when it's operating in you. I'll say it again. You only do just enough or you don't initiate. Somebody say play it safe. Yes, (laughs) the scripture I love concerning this one (laughs) is Deuteronomy 16 and 17. We're going to learn some words today, all right? Deuteronomy 16 and 17, the English Standard Version, is one of my favorite scriptures, says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Huh? It says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it's in your power to do it. Right? So you you don't, with that scripture, we can learn that you shouldn't be withholding anything when it is in your power to do it. And number two is going to follow up right behind that. So those who play it safe, right, those who are riskless, <laughs> those who, you know, just, you know, you never, you don't live lavish, you know what I'm saying? You just, you just do just enough at work, you know what I'm saying? You're just getting by, right? You're not going above and beyond. You're not doing nothing extra, right? <laughs> You're not leading the pack at all. You're just, I'm comfy, you know what I'm saying, right here. <laughs> no, I don't want no promotions. No, I don't want no accolades. Okay, let me just go ahead and stay here in my cubicle, <laughs> do what I came here to do, be at my time and be out, right? Yeah. You don't like any attention being brought to yourself, all right? That's all, that's those, okay? And you might not ever viewed it like that, okay? But again, that comfortable, comfortable energy that you have been so conducive to. Nothing that creates a, a, a attention or a stretch in you, right? But only that which allows you to play it safe, right? To do just enough or to definitely not initiate, all right? And so what I do in order to um, address this there's something, it's one really practical thing I do that um, may help you, okay? 
everybody knows who knows me, you know, to any degree, knows I'm a queen of compliments, all right? I'm just a compliment queen. I'm a compliment everybody. You know, I never met a stranger. Everybody's going to get it, okay? You're all getting complimented. And then guess what? It's going to be sincere. Cute's a lot like this, too, okay? It's going to be sincere, right? And if we can't be sincere, we're not going to give it. Am I right about it, Q? Yes, I believe right. I am. So, uh, okay. so, you know, I go outside of my way. Watch this. In order to display love toward people who may have never received any that day, yeah, who might not, who might be deprived of it of a day, twenty four hours, forty eight hours, seventy two hours. I was speaking to my clients early in the um in my group program, and I was communicating to them, hey, if nobody is on a constant or consistently breathing life in your direction, listen, nobody is, uh, you know, intentionally loving on you. Life is going to be just really hard for you, okay? That's just the bottom line truth, all right? You need to have consistent life and love blowing in your direction in order for you to be able to to bear yourself up to go on another further, right? So I I highly recommend, hey, maybe you're not the extrovert. Maybe you're not one that lavishes people with compliments. I know, you know, Firestarter does the most all the time. But you can find something to do. You can do something, right, to display some love and affection, to initiate a conversation, a communication, an act of kindness, right, that that gets you out of a lack mentality and moving into the place of abundance. Because those who live abundantly are equally the most lavish givers. You need to know that. Okay, really, really important. So don't don't be don't be guilty of just doing just enough to get by. All right. Number two, very much like number one, you withhold credit where it's due, on purpose. Get that caveat. You withhold credit where it's due, on purpose, because it makes you feel less significant, less than, or humiliating. It brought me back to. I couldn't help but to ring in my mind the um, the red table talk that was going on with Gabrielle Union and Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. And when Gabrielle was speaking about, you know, how she was, you know, just a hater, right? She was a troll, she called herself. And how, you know, when someone of prestige, maybe of a little bit more clout than herself, came in the room, she felt like she was shrinking. She felt like she became less significant. And listen, it's not just her. So many other people, if you you were to be honest, walk around with that lack mentality. They don't know it's lack mentality resident on the inside of them. But just check yourself. Do an awareness check for yourself right now. You know how you act. You know how you are. If you, you know, ladies in particular, hello, <laughs> because we're real good. Right, and sizing up another sister, or what she got on, what she look like, what label she wearing, who she who she with, who she know, what she do, right? We do that, okay? It's a whole comparison thing, and I think unfortunately, you know, ladies deal with that a lot. Now, men probably do too in a different way. I can't speak for a man; I'm not one, but I can speak for ladies and how um, they are challenged a lot in the place of insecurity. But it's really lack mentality, okay? Because just because somebody else is great in their own right, this goes for both men and women, doesn't make you any less than. That's just something we have to resolve and reckon with, right? Sometimes people don't live lavishly and give it out because they don't want to look like the less than individual 
when in all actuality, it's not meaning that at all. Right? It is not making you any less than anything great because you're acknowledging somebody else's uh, awesomeness, right? So, and some people, we're, we're not comfortable enough with, with debasing ourselves. See, that's a big issue that we have in society. Nobody wants to humble themselves. Nobody wants to be humiliated. Nobody wants to be the one that gets lower, right, than the other individual in order for you to shine. Hello? Like, I, nobody wants to go into the shadow, right, in order for their brother and sister to shine on purpose instead of me. When's the last time that you can say that you did that? Well, I think we should all take an account, okay? And, and when the opportunity presents itself, I challenge you. I challenge you to, to put yourself in a back seat, right? I challenge you to put yourself in a back seat and to promote another because it's their time to shine. Right? Everybody has their time, and it doesn't have to be yours all of the time, right? Because you'll have your time too. But you want to live in abundance, and abundant, you know what abundant people do? They promote others. Come on here. Mm. They promote others. They let, you know, other people know what other people are doing. Their friends are doing their rocking it. Hey, they share your stuff. Come on here. They they support your stuff. They're sharing your videos. They're liking your stuff. They're passing it on. They let, they tell people to hire you. Thank you, Winifred. Okay? They, they do this, right? Because they don't feel small within themselves, and they understand greatness when they're looking at it. And when they perceive of it, so we don't we we need to mature in ourselves according to the scripture that says Proverbs three and twenty seven, the contemporary English version. The bigger the harvest the Lord gives you, the bigger your gift should be. Oh, I really love that, you guys. It says hmm. the bigger the harvest the Lord gives you, the bigger your gift should be. So you know what that means? I told my clients earlier. Hey. I love to come and give life to people. I love to come and impart dream and vision unto you. Because a lot of people that I work with, they don't have any. They got little to none, right? Life is backing them into a corner. They feel snuffed out. They feel less than. They're so discouraged. They they have no esteem, no self-worth. I love working with those individuals. You know why? That's why I set myself on fire on purpose. Because, baby, you can borrow some of my fire. i got enough of it, okay? I'm not walking around here, okay, with a little bit of flicker, okay? i got a whole freaking inferno happening on the inside of me, okay, on a daily basis, all right? You need some fire to live. You need some fire to light up your life. Baby, borrow from me, okay, because i got enough. You need dream and vision. I'm a big dreamer. I vision things all day. Come on, come on, borrow some from me, okay, because I've got enough. That is how you should be found living, right, so you can have enough for somebody to feed off of you so that you can be delivered from lack mentality, and that's how you enter into abundance. You give it away on purpose, and you get more of it so you can have more to give. Number three trait of those who are guilty of a lack mentality, you cheat, lie, or steal from others to secure your own because you operate in unbelief, never believing it's enough for everybody. Ooh, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. You're cheating, you're lying, stealing from others to secure it for yourself, because you operate in unbelief, never believing it's enough for everybody. Yeah, I'm coming for you. Um, with the whole, you know, those who get fearful, I, I, these statistics, I can't stand them sometimes. You know, it's on, it's um, 
seven women to every man, and um, you know, because of that, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of competition uh, here. So, you know, you gotta you gotta make yourself available and accessible and ready. Basically, you gotta pimp and prostitute yourself and hold yourself out in order that you hope to be the one that you get chose. You lying, cheating Jezebel. No, you go you go mess around with somebody's husband that ain't yours. Leave that woman husband alone. Okay? You cheat, you lie, and you're stealing. Get your own man, woman, get your own man, and man, get your own woman. Leave that husband's wife alone, and woman, you leave that woman's husband alone. I'm talking to you. Yes, okay? Stop cheating, lying, and stealing because you think you need to secure it for yourself, and that's the only way you can get it, by cutting corners. All right? Okay, I'm done with that one. Okay, number four, <laughs> you don't invest wealthily in your, into yourself. If you have a lack mentality, typically you don't invest wealthily into yourself. I mean on purpose. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't have to budget for it or save up for it or something like that, but people with a lack mentality, they have a very hard time, and they almost never do anything lavish for themselves on purpose. These are people that rarely take trips, vacations, uh, buy new cars, um, fill in the blanks. They just don't do it, okay? Now, they, now they, look in it, they look at it like I'm saving. You know what I'm They look at it like I'm just a saver. Yeah, I understand that I'm a saver too, but guess what? Mama works hard, so Mama plays hard, okay? I don't have a lack mentality because I know I give my life away every day 1,000%. So I'm not going to give it to anybody else that which I'm not willing to give directly back to myself. So don't you be guilty of not giving the best to you. Don't save, you know what I'm saying, the best wine for the guests. You drink the best wine yourself. <laughs> you got it. So please, okay? I need you to invest in yourself. And lastly, you don't give your last and you don't sacrifice. If you have a, tra- a challenge with a lack mentality, you don't know how to sacrifice and you don't give your last because you really don't believe that any more will be coming where that came from. So you're scrounged, you're hoard. Those who have hoarding issues, that's lack, okay? And it's fear, right? It's tormenting fear. But that's a lot of what's going on. So all of these things, you guys, I pray that you would get these traits and, and um, study yourself and know if you're guilty of any of them. And then in order to break it, all you got to do is do the opposite. It's real easy, right? So you need to just do the opposite of those traits that I've mentioned, and you will be on your way to breaking the limiting uh, experiences of lack in your life and then moving into a, a life filled with abundance and limitless potential because truly the, uh, the world is limitless. There's abundance all around you. You have to see it from the right eyes. That's it, you guys. Yeah, that works. That's up. Okay, yes, well, chew on that. You guys know I love you so much. I can hear the meditation happening as we speak. I hear the, the mice in the basement. So y'all chew, <laughs> chew on that. We're all going to be chewing on it. I love you guys for life, okay? Until next time, I want you to stay in purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. Um, This is your girl, 
Uh, you've been a part of Passion Talk. We give you practical tools for everyday living. Until next time, stay lit. I love you. I'm out. Peace. Mm-hmm. All right. We got three minutes left. Uh, Kel, go ahead. Close this out. <clears throat> Okay, well, then, Q, you go. Uh, well, as always, I appreciate each and every person that joined us for our live tonight. Be safe. Have a good one. Yo, you back? Oh, I was on mute. Yeah, we could just do it. I see the house. Praise the Lord. All right, once again, let me remind everybody, if you have not signed up for the R&R, Series, please do that. Uh, you got to the end of the week. We start on Monday, and it's going to be a phenomenal time. Um, if you tomorrow, the, um, <laughs> tomorrow, um, tomorrow, the world on Wednesday is back. Uh, Pastor Burns will be uh, doing another teaching. No, 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 there is no uh, Bible study tomorrow. I'm sorry. There is no Bible study tomorrow. Pastor Burns is on vacation. So, um, we'll definitely be doing that. He'll be back next week. And then also, uh, if you have not downloaded your copy of Nouveau Exposure Magazine, do that now. It is at www.nouveauexposure.org. All right. Hope you all have a good rest of your week. Thank you all for being here, too, Kel. Thank you all for everything. Our lives. Appreciate you, Scoop Nation. We love you. We'll be back next week. Uh, next week we got the Zaylas, right? Yeah, we got the Zaylas next week, so um, it'll be a good show. So, see y'all later. Have a good week. See y'all later.